This episode is dedicated to anyone who has lost family or friends to conspiracy groups, and also to Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, although she didn't say it directly, did give us the excuse to use the phrase Jewish lasers in space. Welcome to Couch Communion. I'm Jordan. I'm Sarah. And today's episode, we're talking about conspiracy theories and uh, conspiracy theories in the Christian church uh, and how, you know, how wild some of these things are. Truly, truly wild. Buck wild. Insane. Cuckoo bananas. I'm excited for this one. I am too. So I want to start. I was thinking how we could start this episode. Since we're just talking about conspiracy theories, I would like to ask you, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Because I know, I, ooh, and disclaimer, this episode, I'm not trying to suck anyone's fun. I'm not trying to be a fun sucker. If you like conspiracy theories, me too. They're fun. You know, I, I will sit and go down a rabbit hole on YouTube about how men in black are real and alien abductions absolutely happened and the earth is hollow, um... And so is the moon. Like, I, that, all in good fun. This episode's going to be more about conspiracy theories that actually damage people and, and are harmful. So, but what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Um, so I, I have a strong feeling that over the course of this episode, this answer is going to change. Okay. Um, but, oh man, I don't know. That's that's a really hard question. I think um, a playful part of me wants to say the birds work for the bourgeoisie. Yes. Because that's so absurd. But I love the idea that it could happen. It's just funny. It's just you know, good. Um, honestly. Although, apparently, I saw somewhere that apparently the whole like birds or robots thing has roots in anti-Semitism. Really? I couldn't tell you how. Oh, it's no longer but my favorite. anti-Semitism will play a part in the rest of this episode. I feel like so. anti-Semitism ha- plays a part in a lot of conspiracy theories. Abs- oh, so many. It's like the heart of conspiracy <laughs> theories. And we will get to why. Because I know now. Oh, good. I, did, I researched. I know now. But. um, I I think anything having to. Do- no, I know. Okay. okay. It okay. just came to me. I know what my favorite conspiracy theory is. Uh, that we faked the moon landing. Mmm. Yes. I love that conspiracy so much. Yes. Because in the seventh grade, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, we had the same science teacher, science teacher for both grades. So I don't remember which one it was. Um, we went through a unit in school about faking the moon landing. I remember that. And it was all, you know, I really, I, I so appreciate what was done in this lesson this weeks of lessons because it was geared around teaching us to think critically, but in, in such a, such a unique way. And I for real for a hot couple of weeks when I was 13 years old, definitely believed we faked the moon landing. I remember that because 
I was not on that train. Of course, I was still very much in the realm of like, don't question the reality, you know, whatever. Um, I was not pro conspiracy theory at that point. But I remember you saying to me, like, I kind of believe it. And I was like, you have absolutely lost your mind. You are on another planet right now. What are you talking about? But and, and it's funny, too, because I am so hyper uh, interested in space science. And I thought for a while I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And so, like, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Can you imagine what your life would be like if I had become an astrophysicist? If you become an, how much math that would be, though? Anyway. That's that's the reason why I didn't become an astrophysicist. It was math it was it was our ap statistics course not the not the teacher the teacher was great um it was statistics it was math it broke me down math has stopped a lot of people from reaching their dreams i believe (laughs) it's evil no but moon landing for sure that's my favorite conspiracy theory because um you know it's really interesting to think about this there's i think I'm going to get totally cheesy on this. I think there's, it's really cool that we're able to explore another planet. We have a rover on Mars right now. Yeah. It's, we're taking helicopter rides digitally on Mars. Right. And I think it's so cool to think about God just being like, oh, look, they made it. Oh, they did it. Oh, look at that. Because we got to the moon with less technology than the Atari. And... The 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 immense faith and strength and intelligence and just sheer gumption that it took for men to get into a rocket mm-hmm. and shoot themselves to the moon. To explode part of the rocket. Yes. Just is is wild to me. And then of course, of course, America come ba- comes back and says I don't think they do. They didn't do that. Do you see the shadows? The shadows are all wrong. The wind. Guess what? The moon is wrong. The wind is blowing the wrong way. (laughs) There's not wind on the moon. Um, Definitely my favorite. Yeah, I like to imagine that an angel just kind of was like, "Hey, hey, God, um, did you see what the humans did? They're this just in. They're on the moon." And God's like, "What? What? They did what? How? With what? With a with a calculator? What are you talking about? Fire was a bad idea." I knew I shouldn't underestimate them. I turned my back for one second and they're leaving the planet. The planet I made for them. I made this whole thing for them. Yeah. Also, I think it's going to be really interesting. And we've talked about this before. This is a whole other thing. I'm I'm derailing a little. That's okay. I think it's going to be really interesting if you find evidence of life on Mars. Yes. Because you know me. I am like, there's aliens. Cool. Yo, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Um, I don't think it interferes with my faith at all. Uh... (laughs) Not at all. It'll it'll alter some things. It'll make me think a little. But I don't think that it interferes with what I believe, she said before we confirmed the existence of life on Mars. Um but I think I think it would be really cool if we didn't. Okay. As well. Okay. If we find life on any other planet, the church, capital C church, especially Western American church is going to absolutely lose its mind. Lose it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be anti NASA for like ever. They're going to be oh like, gosh. "This is fake." The scientists fake. are lying to us. Scientists are science the devil the whole time. It's fake news. But I think it would be really cool if we didn't find life on Mars because then that just further confirms like this is the home that was made for us. Mm. 
Hmm. Interesting. And it's special and specific. Then again, like I said, it would be super cool. It would be so cool. It would be awesome. It would be like, hey, there used to be ancient beings here. And you're like, what? Yeah, that would be rad. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of my favorite conspiracy theory. Honestly, I kind of already said mine, Men in Black. Yeah. I'm, I love... Here's, here's the thing. I didn't know that that was like a conspiracy theory. I thought it was this movie. No, it is also a conspiracy theory. So did the conspiracy theory come before? It did. So the movie is like inspired by Yes. The so there's that a conspiracy cool. theory that there are actual quote unquote men in black, men who wear black suits, who visit people that claim to have had UFO or alien experiences. And there's like footage, I'm doing air quotes, footage of them. Um, people say that like there was a guy, see, and I should have looked more into it. But I'm telling vaguely the story. If you're a men in black conspiracy theory expert, I'm so sorry. But basically there was a like a scientist who he claimed he had some kind of like alien spaceship parts or something. And then this guy showed up at his house and he described him as wearing all black. And he was very pale and had red, red lips. Kind of like an alien trying to dress up as a human but not being very good at it. Which I also don't understand. If you're an alien and you manage to like build a spaceship from another galaxy and but get you here, can't blend but in. you can't blend in, like you, uh, no, the technology to blend in should probably come first. Anyway, apparently was like telling him to not talk about what he found and give him what he found and if he ever told anyone, blah blah blah. So essentially, the theory is that they go around covering stuff up. Covering up. I love that. I also love any kind of like. Um, government assassination conspiracy theory but that's one that like men in black I'm like okay that's fake like I don't actually believe in the men in black do I believe that the CIA had something to do with the JFK assassination a hundred percent oh you do well I mean not necessarily but like it would not surprise me one bit I guess that's the thing if when people talk about government conspiracy theories I don't necessarily believe them but I don't not believe them right, right? I think like, I'm on the same page there that like it would not shock me in the slightest at all if like every government conspiracy theory came out to be true because because you know this i have a general distrust of institutions as do i a ge- i'm not going to say like an intense distrust a general no, distrust i just am very cognizant of the fact that there are things going on and there are things that we do not know and secrets and if people were out here assassinating people, fully believe it. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So conspiracies like that, fun times. It's fun to watch um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, Supernatural, whatever about that. Um, I want to talk about the prevalency of Christians who believe conspiracy theories. Specifically, I think, I think, People, and maybe this is just an assumption I'm making, it seems like non-religious people tend to believe more in, like, UFO, Earth is hollow kind of stuff. Christians are much more likely, I'm, I'm talking mostly, like, doomsday conspiracy theories, mm, yeah. end times, yeah. lizard people. Um, lizard people. One world order situations. Uh, Illuminati. Yeah, there are some yeah. people that think that lizard people are. Live in the core of the Earth. No, well, probably that too, but they're also impersonating 
human beings. Both of those things, the live in the core on the earth and impersonating human beings were Doctor Who episodes. Oh. Well, there you go. That's where it came from. Um, So, all of this, I think, mostly came to my attention because of QAnon. Okay. Yeah. Which... I'm not sure. I'm assuming everyone listening to this knows what QAnon is. If you don't, the basic overview, I couldn't even tell you when it started, but some guy on the internet calling himself Q or themselves Q, I assume it's a man, but I don't know, created this whole conspiracy. We can, we can dive into why you assume it's a man later. <laughs> Do I need to say it? No. Okay. <laughs> we all know. But they, Q had this conspiracy that was birthed on online forums and such that there is a secret cabal. Is that how you say that word? I think. C-A-B-A-L. I think that's how you say cabal. Cabal of people in the government and Hollywood. Democrats, of course. Naturally. Who are... There's some aspect where, like, people are eating children or sacrificing children in some way. There's a pedophile ring, of course. There's always a pedophile ring. ring. Um, But also, the government was onto it. And uh, first, Hillary Clinton was running it, or a big part of it, and was going to be arrested. And then President Donald Trump was the savior of America because he was working with the government to expose this cabal of child predators. And so it just kept evolving. It's like most conspiracy theories or end times predictions. When something doesn't happen, the person who created it is all of a sudden like, oh, I was wrong about that, but it's definitely going to happen now. This thing's going to happen. And I'm sure of it. It's 100%. So then Donald Trump was... I don't know that they usually say I was wrong about that, though. You're it's, right. It's you're like right, some you're creative right. way it's, of getting yeah. out of being wrong. They put it off on other people or something. Yeah. So even up until... Um, well, QAnon was, I think, very responsible for uh, the attempted insurrection on January 6th. Um, a lot of QAnon people were there having signs and shirts, and it's like a whole thing. Um, and even up to Joe Biden's inauguration... QAnon people were saying that uh, Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and everyone were going to be arrested at the inauguration. He wasn't going to be inaugurated. They were going to arrest him. And then President Trump was going to still be president. The true president. The true president. God's chosen president. Obviously, none of that happened. QAnon still exists. Although I think after that, probably a lot of people maybe saw the light and were like, oh, this is all messed up and... None of this is coming true. Um, one of the phrases that they have is like, hold, I think hold the line or something. Yeah. We're like, don't, don't not believe. <sighs> okay. So, and QAnon is almost a cult. I would say it, it borders on conspiracy theory and cult, but that was what really drew me to this about what is it that makes Christians believe in conspiracy theories like QAnon and like other, um, even things that maybe people don't know are conspiracy theories. Cause I read some things that I've just heard about in Christian circles that seem to be odd, but I don't, I don't know if people know where these beliefs come from. Mm-hmm. My mom once, I don't know where, I don't have no idea how this topic came up with us, but said something about Beyonce being in the Illuminati. That, yeah. <laughs> As like a genuinely, she thought, she thought the Illuminati was like just a satanic 
cult or something. And I'm she... going to be honest with you. I'm I know about the Illuminati. I'm not real clear. I know that it's like an order of people who like are secretly running the world. Right. And it's, it's celebrities. celebrities. And I think reptile people go into the like there's something somehow to do with connect that. to the yeah. Illuminati too. Yeah. But I had to explain to her that the Illuminati is not real. It does not <laughs> exist. Um, it is a made up conspiracy theory. And she was like, oh, I thought it just had to do with something satanic. I was like, why? Also, why do you think Beyonce is satanic? Because someone said it? Because she's a celebrity? Because she's cool. Because she's so cool and famous and successful. And she and must beautiful. have sold her soul to the devil. Must she have. couldn't have just done it on talent. Anyway. I do love, though, the idea <laughs> that satanic panic has kind of switched from, like, Dungeons and Dragons to, like, the most wildly popular people on the planet. Yes. Like, it went from the thing that only nerds do in the basement with their nerd friends and nobody talks about it to Beyonce. <laughs> like that is the Absolutely. Um, so I did find, um, I am going to say real quick, just uh, before I launch into this, some sources that I used just to make sure that I credit people. Um, so in this, I have three kind of main sources, I believe. Um, Dr. Stephen Willing, which he wrote a article on Christian Medical and Dental Association their website which is a whole other discussion we can have i didn't know that there was a christian medical and dental association medical there is dental do we need to do we need to mention the dental why is dental included i mean that's great they have dental but yeah some of the articles on there are wild Ooh. um they are very conservative i believe okay considering uh one of the articles was written by a doctor on the health risks of same-sex relationships yeah, I'm going to, yep. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go into that today. But anyway, this article was, <laughs> are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, this article was, I think, good. I don't know that I would trust everything on this website, but it was an argument of Christians need to stop. Christians need to calm down. Specifically, <laughs> down. evangelical Christians quit it. Um, so that was him. Um, Aaron Earls wrote an article, Christians, Conspiracy Theories, and Credibility, Why Our Words Today Matter for Eternity. Okay. Very interesting. And then Jack Jennings had an article on Christianity Today that I did not write down the name of, but a quick Google search will get you there, I promise. So um, one of those articles had this infograph of the prevalence of election skepticism and conspiracy theories and it's got the percentages of americans overall versus percentages of white evangelicals this is going to be good i can already feel it so how many people believe in widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election 29 percent of the entire american people 62 percent of white Oof. evangelicals believe that there was voter fraud um that biden's victory was not legitimate the percentages are about the same. 31 overall Americans, 63%, you know. Um, that Trump is secretly fighting an elite sex trafficking ring. Again, QAnon. 15% um, overall American people. 27% of evangelical Christians. White. Um, I'm weirdly happy to hear that it's in the 20s. I know. That's a big I one. I was expecting. That is one of the more outlandish. The sex trafficking ring is... One of the more outlandish parts of QAnon. Um, but I'm just, I'm glad that there is some, there are, <laughs> th that there's recognition that it's outlandish. Only 30%, you know. 
um, <laughs> that there is a the deep state, capital D, capital S, worked to undermine the Trump administration, which I got into some deep state reading a while back yeah. when Trump was still in office, and that stuff is wild. Deep state is just like a secret underground organization of people working. It, it's like it's like the false government and the real government. Okay, that's what I thought. Just double checking. Um, so. That 20, may be an oversimplification, but yeah. But yes, 29% of the overall American people. Would you like to guess what percentage of white evangelical Americans believe that the deep state is working to undermine the Trump God, administration? Something like 80. No, not that bad. 55. That's still a lot. Over half. And that Antifa was responsible for the capital violence. 30% of Americans overall, 49% of white evangelicals. It's always Antifa, man. It's always Antifa. And as a member of Antifa, I would like to let you all know. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. For legal reasons, that's a joke. I'm not like, I am anti-fascist, but I I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't invited to the Antifa meetings. They neither, didn't ask me to come. I. I didn't see the Facebook invite. So, okay. So this was kind of, I, I wouldn't say it was the first conspiracy theory, but this is what I gather started a lot of the anti-Semitism and even leading up to the Holocaust, perhaps the biggest conspiracy theory of all time, not that it happened, but that Jews were ruining Germany and they just needed someone to blame because they got kind of the raw end of the deal in World War One. Yeah, we should clarify. It definitely happened. The and Holocaust don't happened. don't think that it did, maybe not the podcast for you. We need to have a talk if you don't think the Holocaust <laughs> happened. I've literally been to Auschwitz. I can tell you it happened. Stood there, have the PTSD to go with it. It was awful, but very meaningful. Um, so there was a book that was written by this Russian, anonymous Russian guy called Protocols of the Elders of Zion. It was fiction? I'm putting a on that because I don't exactly know how he meant for it to be taken, but it was just a, like an accumulation of writings of people that basically were saying that Jewish people were trying to run everything. And... There was a whole, um, at the time that it was written, Jewish people in Russia, there was a, there was a lot of tension between Russians and Jewish people. Whenabouts was this? Originally published in 1903. Okay. So like, pretty, pretty much like right before. Yes. Mm -hmm. So basically this book was written and then a lot of people picked up on it and were like, oh, I don't like Jewish people. I'm going to start telling everyone that this is real. And so it turned into this whole conspiracy theory about how the Jews were secretly working to undermine the government. They had their own secret government. They were running everything. They were running the banks. They were running, you know, like every anti-Semitic thing that you've probably ever heard kind of originated from this, I think. Um, and he wrote it as fiction? He wrote it, I think he just didn't, I think it was just, yeah, it, I mean, it's wild how he back made then, it like, up. I don't you know. You could have just written like a fictional account of any people group and it had been okay. Whereas now, like you have sensitivity readers who like go through and are like, you may not want to write this Maybe. because it might be twisted into an allegory for this particular people group. Yeah, it might cause the genocide of an entire people <laughs> because then parts of it and writings after it were used against Jewish people in the 
Third Reich in Germany. Original Nazis looked at it and were like, how convenient. Yes. This is perfect. Yes. Between that and American eugenics, which we gave them the blueprints. A lot of people don't know that or don't want to know that. That like we really handed them the keys. (laughs) When it comes to racial purity, they came to America to learn from us and then took it back to Germany. So that's a problem. Um, But I I also um, just going back and looking at like old conspiracy theories. The so the Black Plague, you remember? I I recall. You've heard of it. You were there. I was there. (laughs) Apparently, back in the back black, back when the plague was happening, uh, medieval people believed some of them, not all of them, believed that Jewish people were, um, first of all, making blood sacrifices from children as some mockery to the Eucharist. What? Whoa. What? Wait, so is this something that was written in that book or is this something that was This is something else. Happening? Okay. But gotcha. another trigger point of that was they there was a conspiracy that Jews were poisoning wells in Christian communities to give them the plague because Jewish people, their rituals and traditions, the way that they ate, keeping kosher, and the way that they bathed more often – they didn't get sick as often. And so Christians looked at that and they were like, why aren't the Jewish people getting sick? <laughs> they must be poisoning the water. They must have something against us. Uh, it couldn't be There's that they're clean. There's a snake in the water hole. <laughs> or is it, is that what the, is that the line? There's a snake in my boot. Uh-huh. They poison the, the water, water hole. Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, I love that the implication here is that Christians looked at clean healthy jewish people and instead of saying mm, maybe we should like cut out some pork and shower more maybe we they were like bath devils absolutely and so somehow from that came them sacrificing children the audacity i don't i don't people back then were people just now up, let's i mean be people honest. now too but like <laughs> people just come up with the wildest explanations for things um there's also the um this is not anti-semitic this is racist but um have you heard of the curse of ham oh no i have not okay the curse of ham so this was biblical times noah um put a curse i guess in the book of genesis um there's something about noah is provoked by some kind of shameful act um that his son ham who quote saw the nakedness of his father And then he places a curse. It's actually on Ham's son, Canaan. And people... This is when Ham and his brother saw Noah naked because he was drunk, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, put a curse on him. And um, the original purpose... So, this was used to justify um, the subjugation of the Canaanites under the Israelis, like, back, back, back in the day. Yeah. But then also, it was used by slave owners to justify um, why slavery should be a thing, because it was said that the curse was darker skin. Oh, my gosh. So slave owners were like, that's just how it is. 
how convenient black people were cursed by god so we we have to have them as slaves sorry we don't make the rules um it's also the reason that in mormonism for so long black people couldn't be ordained um so that's super fun uh my point in all of this is that well i i want to clarify too what's going on with ham here is that he entered his father's tent Mm -hmm. and saw noah intoxicated and drunk um and there's probably some nuance here that that we are missing because we don't know the translation that we haven't you know there's probably some nuance as far as like what a drunken stupor is um and but then he he went and told his brothers what he saw okay so So he went so then his shem and and jephith jephith whatever however you say that Mm. um they walked backwards into the tent and took a robe and and made it made a point to not look upon their father so there's something going on here with like that ham went and like snitched on noah (laughs) or that you know that like he he involved his brothers in something that he shouldn't have involved them in sure and that's why he he okay was cursed and why his son had been cursed yeah canaan yeah so very interesting and again this which i think really at at the heart of conspiracy theories there's a lot but it gives people reasons for things you know it gives them explanations i think people always want people are curious people want to know what's going on they want an explanation for the things that are happening and if they can't find one they will make one up they will figure something out and so or just if you need an excuse to do something you know you shouldn't do, you can come up with that too. And I think there's something to be said here too about what we will do when faced with cognitive dissonance. Right. That, you know, something is just not hitting right. It, we're having to wrestle with something that is contrary to what we've always thought and believed. And if we can find an out that settles that dissonance one way or another, whether it's sticking to what you were thinking before or whether it's changing what you believe or changing what you think making a new informed decision uh we're gonna take that out whatever that out is easiest road so conspiracy theory typically is gonna be an easier road the length that people will go to the mental gymnastics that people will put themselves through to comfort themselves Mm -hmm. and again we will get back to this into why christians are I, I don't want to say susceptible, but seem to uh, embrace conspiracy theories more than other people. Um, but I want to move towards what I said earlier. The majority of this is about end times and revelation. White evangelicals, especially all Christians, but especially them, love them some end times. They love revelation in a way that I've never really understood Revelation is complicated. It's a hard book. It's confusing. It, it doesn't make sense. And it's not supposed to make sense. I'm going to be honest. I ignore it. I kind of ignore it. I mean, it. like, I acknowledge it's there. I acknowledge it's a thing. Mm-hmm. I like to ignore it. Well, but here's the thing. We were we were raised in a culture that had very specific thoughts about Revelation. And it came in another book of fiction called... Left behind. Left behind. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. And because, in yes. recent years, 
recent recent years i have had to i have had to really rediscover truth about revelation because um i realized a lot of what i thought about revelation came from left behind and did not actually come from the bible itself same here my husband knows that he cannot (laughs) this is the trauma associated with left behind that i have in my life my husband knows that he cannot silently leave a room without me momentarily thinking he'd been raptured and I hadn't. There's more to dig there psychologically about the fact that I always assume I'm left behind. But um, I literally have I've told him so many times when he like disappears from a room or a space and I can't find him, um, I will find him and then I will go, oh, thought you were raptured there for a minute. And I legitimately for a moment have a panic of I've been left behind. <laughs> That is some next level. I'm not saying I don't need therapy. No, we all need therapy. Yeah. Um, I want to say too. So there is a guy. His name is Joey. Um, he has a TikTok. Just Joey. Well, I'm not sure what his last name is. His oh, okay. TikTok is at Joey mm, Treb or Tribe T R I E B. Okay. Um, he and another guy. Um drew i believe i'm double checking my instagram here no not drew i'm so sorry brandon okay um they also have a podcast called um all things reconsidered and uh shout out to them i follow them on instagram but on joey's tiktok he talks a lot about the left behind series and things and he was the one the first time i had heard about did you or have i told you about the 666 and what it actually means I've heard several I think you sent me a TikTok about it, but I It's probably yeah, his. <laughs> I've heard several different deconstructions of that whole situation. So the one that he used, and I'm gonna be honest, I did not go back and research this for myself. This is me just paraphrasing him. Um, but I guess in Hebrew six was either the letter or the number that was used as a code for Caesar. I think, or whatever the emperor was. Um, And so when it talks about, like, you'll only be able to spend money with the mark of the beast, it's like their coins had the emperor's face on it. And so, which a lot of, uh, and this is something that I need to look into, because like you just said, this is all very recent that I've even heard about this. Um, We love learning. We love growing. Yeah. And, but a lot of people interpret Revelation as being about the Roman empire and political things happening in that world, not about the future. So, um, but evangelicals don't like that. No, they don't like that at all. So, um, there's constantly every, every day, there's another person that's a figure in the world that someone is saying is the antichrist. Obama was the antichrist. For whatever reason. And it doesn't matter if, like, they fit any description of the Antichrist at all, like, biblically described. Doesn't matter. Here's a funny People don't care. Here's a funny thing. I remember uh, when Obama first ran for president the first time, I was still baby, baby Christian Jordan. There was still a lot of things same here same here that i did not understand um and i remember being on the phone with you 
and I said to you on the phone, I, you know, I really like Obama. I really like him, but he's so, like, I like him so much that, you know, if, if it turned out he was the Antichrist, it would make sense. (laughs) I was like, I was like, because they say that the Antichrist will be like very charismatic and that like people will love him and they all think he's great. And I was like, it just scares me a little. (laughs) And now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's also ironic to me how many fans, and I mean fans, I don't mean followers, I don't mean supporters, I mean fans Donald Trump had and has. And yet no one is like, maybe he's the Antichrist. Y'all are the ones that love him. That's the, (laughs) anyway, that's not the point. I'm not a revelation expert. Um, But yeah, I have certain family members that literally said to me that they thought Obama could be the Antichrist. Um, Apparently, though, even Republicans are not exempt from this. Back in the, like, Y2K era, um, there were people who thought that George Bush was, like, W, was... So they thought, first of all, WWW, like dot facebook.com um <laughs> that www was a code for 666 somehow and then also george bush signed america into a new world order because of like an agreement that some political agreement he made um it's just i there's so much here that just really it strikes a chord with me about fear that that a lot of Christians have about the end times because I think so much of Christianity is focused around um, like around, I mean, obviously salvation, mm-hmm. but like the, you better get out of, get out of hell. Like you, 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 you better have that salvation card or else you're going to burn. And like, we don't know when that is. And so we need to make sure that that you're that you're good that you're safe and so I th- I think that fear that constant fear of the end is something that perpetuates a lot of this where people latch onto these end times conspiracy so they can theories. be ready yeah when it when in reality um, we should be living in such a way that that we don't have that fear that like I have a relationship with God you know obviously I fear death mm-hmm. but like. I should feel that I'm safe because of my my constant leaning on Christ. You right. Know? You're afraid because you don't want to leave people here. Right. Same. Right. I also don't want to experience it. <laughs> also, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think two people... I've also met Christians who like are excited for the end times, and I cannot get there. And maybe that makes me a bad That's, Christian. I think maybe the flip side of it, yeah. But I... I and I think every generation does this where they think oh, the end times are coming. Just the way the world's going. Yeah. The way the world's going. The way that people treat each other. I'm like, you know, people used to like watch people in coliseums get ripped apart by lions for fun. I think we're doing okay. We're not doing worse. I don't think. I could be wrong. <laughs> but like, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I would love for Jesus to wait like, until I'm 80 to come back. If he's trying to do it in my lifetime, I'd like to experience life. I'd like to live in the sinful world for a bit, not to be sinful, but just to experience life. I mean, it's, there's a reason we were given life. That's the whole right? point. Right. He gave yeah. us life to experience it. Anyway. Um, I think though too, and I know we'll come back to this part of people embracing these conspiracy theories is that 
comfort of an explanation and that comfort of the world is changing and I don't understand it. Gay people can get married now and I don't like it. People are picking their gender, which is not true. That's not how that works. Not at all how that works. You know, I'm being facetious. Um, You know, it's people of all different communities and races and backgrounds, ethnicities, religions are coming together and living together and people who have never had to experience other viewpoints are suddenly made to feel very uncomfortable. Again, that dissonance is the, coming in. The cognitive and they dissonance. they don't know how to handle it. Right. And they need to latch onto something that makes sense to them. And the mental gymnastics just start flipping. And it doesn't matter if they have to invent a whole new reality to do it. Uh, gay people are getting married because lizard people work in the white house (laughs) but here's the thing what's wild to me is that people will latch on to not just weird stuff but hateful stuff yes stuff that is to me inherently evil in order to in order to be a salve to their own to their own ego and to their own comfort and to their own reality right and that that is what really messes me up when I'm thinking about Christians that latch on to these ideas because your whole job, your entire job on this green earth <laughs> is to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Period. Full stop. I mean, there's some details, but yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. And and yet you're going to latch onto this outlandish idea that is not only like bizarre but also specifically targets your neighbor i think there are some people and maybe it's all of us maybe we all feel like this but i think some people don't know how to function without an enemy i don't think they know where their place in the world is if they don't have someone to go up against they don't know how to measure themselves and so they can't be comfortable in a world where everyone is their neighbor and everyone's cool because then where do they fit what are they doing who are they what are they standing for if everyone is with you and that's the evangelical position too is that we have god and we have the enemy there is a clear black and white line that there you know anybody that deviates from this one specific specific train of thought must be wrong must be of the enemy must be um it, the dark side the world yeah capital the capital, capital world yeah. yeah the secular world and and i think you're absolutely right if if i if i don't agree with that with that party line and i'm using that non-politically if i don't agree with that well sometimes it's political um <laughs> then where do i fit exactly am i a christian anymore exactly newsflash you're a christian still. you're still a christian you're welcome and i think that you know that's the whole reason we started this podcast yes was like to connect with with people and say it's okay to not think the same thing right and it's okay to doubt and it's okay to you know have questions questions to not know and to like rage against your current system that you're under (laughs) the machine if you will the machine if you will one could say you could rage against the machine (laughs) um so I uh, speaking of hateful people, I need to take a moment to talk about two people that I I don't like to say that I hate anyone, 
or that I wish death upon anyone, obviously. I need these two people to be sent off onto a deserted island where they can never bother anyone ever again, except themselves. Fully, uh, fully, you know, like, capable of living. Yeah. Giving yeah. food and water, but, like, just leave no us No comforts. You're not getting, you're not getting comforts, because when I tell you... It's potatoes and water. It's Matt Damon on Mars. <laughs> potatoes and water, that is all you get. And you are always sunburned. You just ran out of ketchup. <laughs> you have to make fresh water from the salt water using, like, evaporation <laughs> uh, things. Okay. These two people, and this is from a while ago. This is not a recent story. Um, This story was updated in 2018. Um, And so this is coming from um, the My San Antonio. I'm assuming that's maybe a paper or just a regional news website. So the man who I think is more kind of, I don't know, she might be too, but it's a couple, Robert usury u-s-s-e-r-y i'm not exactly sure how you say that and jody marie mann which i'm already offended her last name mann has two n's Mm. as does mine and get out of here with that because well the three name structure already kind of you're right no offense to anybody with three names out there that you use marjorie all three i just um I'm suspicious Yeah, when people use all three of their yeah. names. Full offense to Marjorie Taylor Greene, though. <laughs> I know you said no offense, and you're right, but full offense, Marge. Um, so Robert and Jody are two lovely individuals who believe that school shootings are a hoax. They believe that the government invents them because they want to take away people's guns i'm guessing can i alter our deserted island situation Mm -hmm. i don't think it should be a deserted island okay it should be it should be an island inhabited specifically by gross lizards Ooh. okay like okay non-poisonous but those yellow spotted lizards from holes yes those okay that, like, they don't bite you, but, like, their mission in life is to wake you up in the middle of the night and chase you on two legs. <laughs> that image haunts me. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver out there with her. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> what's his name? The guy. Mr. Mr. Sir. Sir. But what's the actor's name? I'm blanking. Oh. He's anyway. A, he's a weird dude. Him out there with his pistol. We should we should talk about him because he's a weird dude. Oh, he is a weird dude. Um. Okay. So, anyway, but these... Two lovely people, Robert and Jody. Um, so I actually heard about them. There was a video. I'm sure I saw it on Facebook or something somewhere. So there's a pastor. His name is um, Frank Pomeroy, I think. And his 14-year-old daughter died in the First Baptist Church shooting in Texas, which I'm going to be honest, I don't remember when exactly that was. I'm looking in this to see... I guess that was in 18. It was the deadliest church shooting in America. So lost his 14-year-old daughter. And he's a pastor. He has his own church. Robert and Jody decide it's a good idea to go to this man's church and harass him and tell him that he's perpetuating this hoax of shootings. So not as I don't remember if I said school shooting earlier, church shootings, but just shooting mass shootings in general. They don't believe in them. So they started uh 
they have a whole group of people that believe all this stuff and that and i remember when what was the in florida it's very sad i get them all confused well it's sad that we have so many that's what i'm saying maybe there was two in florida yeah that marjorie stoneman douglas was the school but parkland i think is where in florida was was in parkland florida anyway um so the stoneman douglas shooting people were saying that um like those kids that were speaking out were actors and they were plants and people going on the news were actors. It's just wild. So these two scumbag individuals and their group would call Pastor Pomeroy's church with threats, death threats. They started showing up and like bothering him and accosting him outside of his church and like standing there and yelling at him saying that he was an actor his daughter never existed when he would say like my daughter died in that shooting they're like we don't even know she was real how do we know she are you kidding me can you even imagine your child dies and some human dumpster fire shows up on your front lawn to tell you that your child didn't exist and didn't die and that you're an i mean I don't understand. And then they got him arrested and he started threatening the pastor, like calling him a traitor and saying he was going to hang. And I like, my question is how do you, you know, we're talking about like why people believe these things. And I'm sure I don't. And I am a, I hate when people put everything off on mental illness. I really hate that. Mental illness does not make someone dangerous. Right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to add to the stigma as someone who takes medication for mental illness. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I think probably there is an aspect of some mental illness that makes you more paranoid. Right. Or to have delusions. Right. But how do you get to a place where you are so hateful that you find yourself yelling at a man whose daughter was shot and murdered because she never existed. Because because it's easier for them to believe, in some, which which is what I don't understand. It's easier for them to believe that he made her up for the express purpose of some nefarious, you know, agenda to get rid of people's guns or whatever it is, than to believe that this tragic, horrible thing happened in the world. And I guess that's it. That people if we live in a world where mass shootings continue to happen you have to reckon with a what's going to change to fix that and b you could be a victim of that you could be shot going to kroger or the movie theater or a concert or your kids in school or your kids at a park i mean literally anywhere we have shootings all the time in this country and it's disgusting but i just don't i understand it logically i get it I, my heart does but not I understand it. it. Yeah. You know? And I, I think it's it's so disconcerting to know that people in faith communities who are supposed to reach out in comfort and who are supposed to be a balm for this are end up being the ones that perpetuate it. Right. And I think I think that's the that is that is the gross disservice. Of, of a lot of Christian communities is that they're willing to perpetuate something so disgusting. Exactly. And I I also 
should say, I don't actually know Robert and Jody's religious affiliation. I don't know if they are Christians or claim to be or if they're not affiliated with religion. I have no idea. But I can tell you there are Christians in these groups that believe that these shootings Mm -hmm. are hoaxes. There are plenty of people that believe that, again, it's all a government conspiracy to take away their freedom or whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Because the government is always out to get Christians. We are so persecuted. Oh, my goodness. We are the most persecuted group we in ha- America. We just don't have any opportunities. No, we have no rights. They're taking oh our my rights gosh. away. Yeah, that's basically, uh, I mean. We never got around to Jewish, la- Jewish lasers in space, though. Oh, my gosh. We never got around to Jewish lasers <laughs> in space. I don't know. Marjorie Green is just a, a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, not living in this world. Her and I legitimately don't know what the Jewish lasers are. Can you just like run down? Yeah, let me actually. So, correction, sort of. She so Marge never used the phrase Jewish lasers in space. Essentially, on Twitter, or oh no, it was on Facebook. Whoa, there's an actual turn of events. Something didn't happen on Twitter. There was. A theory she had about um, the 2018 California wildfires that they were possibly caused by lasers or blue beams of light and claimed that the wildfires would benefit an international banking firm with a Jewish family name. So Jewish lasers. So Jewish lasers. And Um, they are positioned from space. Yes. And she wrote that the beams may have come from space solar generators that collect the sun's energy and then beam it back to Earth. And they were developed by solar and a renewable energy uh, source. And then said that they occurred in an area where the California governor, Jerry Brown, had planned construction of a high-speed rail project. Blah, blah, blah. It would have benefited Rothschild Incorporated, which is a Jewish name, Rothschild. The point is, that doesn't make it sound any less crazy. Yeah. It doesn't. It and really doesn't. Jewish lasers in space is just a way to sum up all of that. I mean, it captures every aspect it of it. It captures the aspects of it. So what, what I don't understand is, like, where's the creative juice coming from? Because I want a drink of that. That's Be- true. That is the one thing I do appreciate about, about conspiracy theories. Yeah. As bigoted and racist and, and classist and, you know, ist as they are, generally speaking, um... Some of them, I'm like, okay, but if I could write a novel, like... They go hard. Yeah. They go hard. I mean, I would read the heck out of that. Yes. I also... Well, I want to end this with two things. First of all, I think also the biggest takeaway, we've already talked about why it sucks that Christians perpetuate these conspiracy theories. They're harmful. They're not Christ-like. It also damages our witness, fair because people who are not christians a lot of them think we are nuts because they see christian QAnon people and mm-hmm. christian people who think the election was you know stolen and they're gonna fight it and or think that shootings are a hoax you know all these different things that christians just perpetuate you're harming the witness of every Christian, every and I, person that calls himself a Christian. I think, too, there's also a big problem in the Christian community with not calling that stuff out. Yes. Because, not that there aren't people out there calling it out, because there are wonderful people out there doing it. Us included. <laughs> um, but 
what was that phrase that I told you about the other day? Whatever you permit, you promote. Oh, yes. I heard that on TikTok. Yes. Whatever you permit, you promote. Absolutely. And I, I think that's absolutely true in this case. If you're going to permit that kind of discourse in your churches, in your communities, in, you know, your home, you promote it. Right. And there is somebody that's hearing that and they are damaged by that discourse. Absolutely. A lot of the articles and stuff I read looking into this was, thankfully, pastors talking about the uptick in conspiracy theories that they'd seen in their own communities and them speaking out and saying, "You, we have to shut this down. Gotta shut it down, babe. Like, it's not... It, and it um, grows in church communities as well. It goes from people talking about this stuff in the pews and did you hear about QAnon and did you hear that there's a secret cabal of baby eaters? Like, and, and normal people would be like, that's... Like... I would move to another pew. Carol, <laughs> go sing in the choir. Go, like, what are you talking about? Carol, go lead children's church and get out of here. Like, but you, uh, Christian leadership needs to crack down, crack down, recognize this as an issue. And again, layman Christians, just everyone, if you hear that in your community, you need to address it and not mean, don't like come at people hard because then they're just gonna, um, believe even harder but have a discussion why do you believe this like let's talk about let's come to reality for a hot second and i think part of that too is the nature of a lot of the christian culture that we grew up in in that we're going to take this as it is this is truth this is capital t truth you're going to learn it you're going to know it you're going to memorize the bible verses and you're not going to ask questions Mm. so Really, when people are faced with hard cognitive dissonance and they're faced with these critical thinking situations, they've been raised in a culture that says, you don't need that critical thinking. Your answers are in the good book. Exactly. And you don't need to question because science lies to you. Right. They will tell you, they, capital T-H, they will tell you, the world will tell you that evolution is real, but we know it's not. We know the truth. And so it's conditioning you to not look at facts. And it's it's not appreciating the appreciating the brain that God gave you. Yes. The distrust of academia, the distrust of science, the mm-hmm. distrust of mm-hmm. authority also feeds into being willing to believe these things right. just because Because science and God and academia and God obviously cannot exist in the same oh, space. Oh obviously. <laughs> Good heaven forbid. I, you know, I think God celebrates knowledge. I think God celebrates, you know, discovery and logic and science and all this stuff. And I think um, we need to be open to, we need to be open to discourse. We need to be open to critical thinking. And we need to be open to being wrong. Yes. We need to be open to that. And, and when you subscribe to some of these theories, you're not open to being wrong. Because you have taken the the bizarro road instead of facing your possible wrongness. Never take bizarro road. Keep going past bizarro road down over the railroad tracks. Um, You're going to see a speedway on the left. And then you're going to take the next right onto a reality highway. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a long track, but you'll get there. You'll get there. And it may seem like it's harder. But it's better in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have for today. 
And there's a whole entire podcast that I want to recommend to everyone called The Opportunist that I've been listening to. And I think the podcast as a whole, it's only one season as far as I know. The whole podcast is talking about people who use opportunities to manipulate people. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily they set out to do it maybe, but they got the opportunity and they took it. And Sherry Schreiner is the topic of this episode or this season of The Opportunist. And I have never in my life heard such a wackadoo off the wall, absolutely bananas story. She runs an online cult, essentially, and she has all these conspiracy theories. Again, reptiles, clones, aliens, but she's a Christian and she interprets Bible codes and she's actually Jesus's sister. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. People die. I wish my face was on this recording right now. There's like people that have died and she says that they were assassinated. They probably committed suicide or were killed by like someone they knew. Oh I haven't I haven't finished we need to talk about season that, yeah. 1. So, yeah. I don't actually know how it ends up, but I want to do a whole just an episode deep dive of Sherry Schreiner and her beliefs and her She's not alive anymore, but what she believed and what she told people and how and why people bought into it. So that'll maybe be like a conspiracy part two. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. But if you have conspiracy theories that uh, you want to want to talk to us about, um, hit us up on our socials at Couch Communion on Twitter and Instagram or shoot us an e- email, um, couchcommunion at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about all the conspiracy theories, especially ones that the church falls prey to yes. frequently. And if you know someone in QAnon, please tell me a story about it. Please. Anti-vaccine conspiracy theories. We didn't even touch on that. Oh, my. I don't have the strength. I have so many feelings I about don't anti-vaxxing the conspiracies. Strength. Anyway, if you have any of that, please let us know because um, we want to read them and we might like do a a revisit um, a listener mm-hmm. questions or listener stories episode because i just love it i can't get enough yeah. i can't get enough of that kind of stuff so um anyway i hope that you all have a lovely day it's a beautiful day outside um go go touch some grass go breathe some fresh air <laughs> unless you're allergic to grass unless you're allergic like, to grass don't, do don't sue me for sending you to the hospital because you're allergic to grass thank you so much um but yeah Stay tuned and stay communed. Let's-